something happened which caused this something to go up and down. Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. I respect bad people, good people. I respect anyone who want to learn more about digital marketing, about ACO, how you can get results and many things because it's very important today to know how to update skills that you have and to go ahead. I'm so excited to discuss a lot about blog potential, about content audit with Maria Harutinian. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Great. Uh, it's Friday. I love this feeling. We chatted a little bit about Friday. I don't know when this episode will come, but on Friday, guys, I want to share my first secret today. If you want to get more money, ask on Friday. <laughs> and, uh, you can ask uh, your boss, you can ask your customer, just do it on Friday. And sometimes I can procrastinate to send the report because I know if I do it on Friday, <laughs> I have increased the chance of getting results. Maria, before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. Oh, me. So I have, since I have graduated from my university, which was already a long ago, immediately I started going into SEO. A professor of mine introduced me to the angle back in 2015. I got in love with it. So uh, I started with SEO, worked with different kind of, uh, you know, companies, promoted them, full-time employee, uh, worked with an agency. And then, you know, little by little, I started my team and then grew it to about 80 uh, full-time SEOs in our media. And, uh, you know, about 200 clients right now. Uh, so we're focused on SEO. Yes, it's a lot, I know. Uh, I have no idea how to uh, manage the process with 200 clients. It's hard, yeah. especially today. You know, yeah, in 2008, when I started my digital journey, that was interesting because uh, at that time, I hired uh, a team of jack of all trades. Basically, someone who, uh, some specialist uh, could write content, submit, promote, do everything. <laughs> Today, I fired this team. Uh, Google pushed me forward <laughs> to fire all these people because uh, it's important to pay attention to specific directions. And today, we have writers who can write content, as a specialist who can find uh, topic ideas, keyword research. We have designers who can create design, web developers who can uh, optimize, uh, content manager. So yeah, it's hard. And for me, it's, I can't imagine how to handle 200 clients. Can you tell about your methods of management? How you do it? Oh, <laughs> how yeah. you... It comes down to, well, it comes down to two things, right? Uh, first of all, it's a concentration because we're an SEO agency solely and we do only SEO. We could go deeper into optimizing our processes, right? Um, because like when you have a digital marketing agency, this is where I don't get how people are doing that, right? When you have a full agency like doing and development website and the design and, you know, um, and SEO and PPC and Facebook and, uh, well, all of this stuff, right? This is where it gets crazy for me. Because sometimes when someone comes to me at an interview at the office and they tell like, who are you? What do you do? I'm a digital marketer. It's like, okay. <laughs> for me right now, at this point, when you tell I'm a digital marketer, it's equivalent to telling I'm a doctor. Okay, what kind of a doctor are you? Yeah. Are you a heart surgeon? Are you a, what, what you are, right? This is to come back to, you know, add to your point that before it was easy. It was like a few people that could do because the angles uh, in, in digital were smaller. Right now, because everything branched out, more specialty came in and so on and so forth. That's why it's kind of, so this is one point. And the second one, it's, um, uh, it's, Processes. Everything comes down to process. So you just need to have everything processized. Everyone needs to know what they're doing, what they're doing, what's their position, what is needed from their side, and etc. And in my agency, it's like discipline. 
in SEO, in my opinion, especially in SEO, uh, when you don't have a decent plan and consistency, when you delay things, when you procrastinate things and so on and so forth, nothing comes along, right? So that's also super important. So kind of specifically, I'm choosing people that have all of these qualities in place. Um, and then I have my processes. We have link building department, digital PR department. Um, we have, we've got a content department and technical SEO department, a special strategy department that they're just doing with like unlocking strategies, what we can do to grow and so on and so forth. So as soon as everyone knows their role, everyone knows what they're doing and why they're doing it, then everything comes pretty easy. Nice. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> like it, like it. Yeah, I think discipline is important. Uh, but sometimes we need to give some freedom as well. Uh, I don't like to kill creativity on people. <laughs> you know, so That's yeah. Completely true. That's completely true. So you know, there are people. Mm -hmm. uh, not creativity is a really good thing. That it's like. I wouldn't like to tell that it's not meant for everyone, but there are people that are more creative than the others, right? So there are people that are strong at implementing stuff, just like doing it. They're nailing it. Creative people are more like, you know, broader. That's why all my creative people are more on a strategy level. That's They can think, you know, outside of the box, right? So, um, yeah. But for yeah. example, we have really strong, do they might not be as much strong at doing stuff rather than kind of figuring things out. And there are, you know, guys that are really strong at just, you know, getting things done really properly, really accurately and so on. Yeah, nice. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Maria, let's talk about uh, block content. You know, uh, it's interesting. Uh, in 2008, I ignored writing blog posts because Google was not uh, smart as we have today. And we created e-commerce content. Google ran well. I want to um, share my strategy that I use at the time. I bought mobile clients that my competitors had. <laughs> Google ran well. Change, change, uh, all these things change many times. And today we pay more attention to white hat SEO. Uh, and uh, according to data, most traffic are coming to block content today. Yeah, it's reality. But uh, we are marketers and things change a lot. Uh, we need to adapt. And uh, the last time we can see that Google decrease. Uh, I mean, like uh, decrease the number of clicks uh, from the top 10 results because of feature snippets, because of paid marketing many elements uh, okay it's part of the process but uh, chats ai chats come to the place and today uh ChatGPT can reply to some questions uh bing has um, bing chat uh, bart uh, we have uh, google is going to launch a search uh, generative experience many things and i think uh, right now i'm not sure about the future of blog content uh, really not sure because I don't know if, um, you know, it's interesting because I speak with ChatGPT more than with my wife. <laughs> I love my wife, but uh, <laughs> the last time I, I, I ask a lot of questions on ChatGPT because this tool can reply much faster and much better. Marie, <laughs> uh, can you tell your vision about the future of blog content? Because if Google is stealing... You know, it's interesting. At least Google is linking to our content. Okay, Google is stealing, but can link to the content. But AI, ChatGPT can steal and without any links, just rewrite all our points. What do you think, what kind of future will be? And do we need to pay so much attention to blog content that we that many marketers still do? In my opinion, certainly nobody can tell until they test generative AI and, and everything and they like officially launch it uh, everywhere, right, as a mainstream use. But what I think, it really depends on the type of blog content that you're writing about. Mm -hmm. about. The articles that have a certain answer, there's like yes or no, or this is that, 
in my opinion, are going to be sacrificed the most rather than the articles that don't have a certain answer and have some kind of an opinion and something like this, right? For example, say if you have a medical condition and you're researching about it, I don't think that like two sentences of an answer will be enough for people or satisfy the, the, the user's uh, full, you know, perspective about the question. That's why in my opinion, there's difference of what will be sacrificed, what will be not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, it's interesting uh, because uh, um, the last time most SEO specialists uh, usually tell that we need to win impressions more than clicks in the top 10 results. And uh, I think uh, many big brands like Forbes, I don't know, CNN, uh, yeah, these companies get traffic from Google, but they don't care a lot about this traffic uh, because have uh, direct traffic, loyal audience who can yes. open these resources without Google. Uh, but I, I want to ask, what do you think about evergreen content? Uh, what kind of future will be because of uh, uh, chatbots? Uh, okay, some uh, requests probably uh, it's not a good idea to research on chatbots, uh, but uh, most content chatbots can reply like how to play guitar, how to lose weight, how to, I don't know, how to learn French. You can ask all these questions on chatbots and uh, we can lose some part of the traffic. What do you think? Uh, it's a good idea today to pay attention to these topics or it's better to ignore them? <laughs> Uh, no, it's a good idea still to pay attention to that conram if, if it comes to like right now doing uh, still the SEO or optimizing or whatever. But in reality, like, yes, a lot of people have different kind of opinions of how, you know, generative AI can come and like mess things up with, uh, with the clicks and etc. But no one can actually tell it unless we have an actual data on it. Like everything is opinion. That's why I wouldn't write go that much into, you know, discussing different kind of opinions, just like whenever, um, sorry, I decided to open my door because my cat is crazy. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like when all, uh, doors are closed. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. The bottom line is like, everything is opinion. So we'll, we'll see, like in a very near future, in, a, in my opinion, in two months or something like that, as soon as all of us get some data, we can be more, more kind of certain with an answer of what's going to happen with evergreen content, with whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maria, I want to ask about something that changes too. I mean, like about keyword research. Um, in 2021, uh, probably for this canal from Bing, but uh, I can, I don't remember exactly the name, but someone from Bing uh, told that uh, keyword research is obsolete in 2021. Uh, John Mueller replied to this tweet that it's not obsolete, we still have a room for keyword research, but in 2023, John Mueller shares the same, that keyword research is obsolete, Google is so good to recognize the content, and uh, but I still see keyword research tools are popular. HRF, SEMrush, Ubersuggest, Google Keyword Planner, all of them are so popular. What do you think about keyword research? Uh, do we still have a room for keyword research or it's better to pay attention to uh, topics than keyword research? My psychology about like it's it's topic first. So uh, in, in my team, I never tell them to do when I tell like we need a blog strategy. I never tell them to go and do uh, uh, hi there. <laughs> <laughs> so I never ask them to go and do a keyword research. I, I tell them to go and do a topical analysis. Right. Mm -hmm. What it means is like we take a topic say uh, we, we have a client, for example, in a dyslexia niche, right? He, he's, he has created a really nice app for kids that have difficulty reading. And then um, he helps these kids to kind of make this process much easier, much fun and so on. So I never ask the guys to do a, a keyword research, just like topical research, go mm -hmm. and 
figure out what in the world everyone is talking about the topic. Different angle. Doesn't matter. It has a keyword volume. It doesn't have the keyword difficulty and so on and so forth. Go watch YouTube videos. Go watch YouTube comments. Go to Twitter. Go to Reddit. Just understand the topic. When you understand the topic and don't go like blindly about keywords, just like keywords data, then you, you know, the topical authority and so on and stuff. It's a thing. It's a real thing, right? I, I, I know that. And because I have a lot of data backing that up. So uh, when you do the, uh, the, the topical analysis and you create, for example, hub content, topical clusters and etc., this is the best way of going about. Yes, okay, try to prioritize by understanding then after you have your topics defined, what topic has more popularity, what is a top level topic, where is the secondary level topics or subtopics and etc. do that. But initially we focus more on a topical research rather than the keyword research, right? But things are different for, uh, this is what I'm doing for brands, right? I got affiliate websites that are go pretty differently about it right uh so um i first figure out the big angle that has you know thousands of hundred thousands of search volumes uh which are closely related topics together and i could generate massive amounts of content around those and for affiliate blogs i go uh, with that but so kind of different mix mix and match for what situation which works Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, valuable, valuable. Uh, I want to ask about uh, sales funnel. You know, uh, once I spoke with a master who lost 400,000 traffic from Google, but he didn't lose any sales. Google dropped his ranking positions, uh, but sales are the same. Uh, and because all these topics uh, didn't sell his products, uh and um, i think it's important to think more about uh, getting sales than more traffic uh can you tell your methods how to unite sales funnel with topics because we have top funnel medium bottom and some topics don't sell at all uh for example i don't know uh, if you sell weight loss supplements it doesn't mean that you can get uh, traffic from uh weight loss yeah uh, it's hard. It's really hard to overcome big brands in the top 10 results. And I remember we promoted um, a few companies in this niche. Uh, that was uh, hard because we we had competition with billion-dollar companies. If you search on Google.com uh, any keywords related to weight loss, <laughs> uh, billion-dollar companies are there. Uh, Shakeology, name them, so big companies. But uh, we found the way how to get results uh, to increase traffic from 100k to 700k but we pay attention to topics that bring sales so tell your methods how to figure out that this is kind of yeah yeah so this is what this is one of the reasons that we do a topical research first right mm -hmm. rather than just the keyword research the reason being is because uh when you have your topics obviously you you divide your you divide your topics between like bottom of the funnel uh, topics near to the sale, mid of the funnel, top of the funnel, and et cetera. We usually go with the bottom of the funnel uh, topics first uh, in the first hand. However, we try to take an angle. For example, as you said, like the supplements can be very tough niche, best supplements. We all know that like top 10 is occupied with like large, large publications, but uh, when you go a little bit, uh, how to phrase it? For example, a client of mine, yeah. he has he's selling photo booth, right? Photo booth for professional shoots, right? Meaning, like if you want to uh, uh, get a headshot for LinkedIn, if you want to get a headshot for your business card, and etc. He has a very nice pod completely automated that you go and kind of press the button and it will shoot you and then uh, it will send you the uh, picture to your email. Now, we could take the keyword headshots, right? Um, headshots and plus location, right? But we didn't do that. 
we didn't do that because we would, in this case, compete with a lot of professional photographers as a niche, and they're quite aggressive with SEO. And the domain was, my client's domain is pretty new. Mm -hmm. So we took a professional angle of it. So all the short tail keywords that we took, we added professional word in it, right? So you kind of tilt the angle a little bit uh, mm -hmm. uh, with this, but I don't remember how did I came, came to this. Um, we were talking about bottom of the funnel, mid of the funnel and top mm -hmm. of the funnel. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of, if you have a tough time understanding, if you have a tough competition, try to tilt the angle a little bit. Uh, for example, we have a client that uh, is a software development company. They're doing everything software development, right? Obviously, when you search for CSS developers, it's very hard angle to rank for that. But we tried to do outsourced software developers, smaller market, more specific, and uh, um, uh, there is not that much competition in there. And also another angle is that sometimes you look at the keyword uh, volumes, there is no keyword, 10, zero. Third party tools are not good at recognizing the shorter, smaller keywords, right? They're focusing more or get data on, on the bigger keywords. Uh, I was trying to rank for a keyword of like crypto link building. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking here and there, no, but no search volume, nothing. And I was like, come on, it logically doesn't make sense. And it was like in that boom period where like crypto was blooming uh, everywhere, everyone were like Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. So um, during that time, it was like, there is no way. There's so many companies out there that are searching, that, that, that are, you know, uh, uh, crypto uh, companies. There's no way nobody would search crypto link building. So I was like, you know, damn, uh, you know, the data, I'm going to create this article. I created this article and then right now consistently 100, 200 click, it what brings me uh, every month, right? Because of the secondary variations, long tail keywords and etc. So when it comes, again, when, when I come to the, uh, uh, back to the topic, understanding the topic, you need to be so much into the topic. You need so much to understand your clients or what potentially or assume or have this gut feeling, what could the other side search for and meet the demand. This is where you will see kind of traffic coming. So it doesn't necessarily that you need to go after the, 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 the biggest keywords or the hardest keywords, right? The niche is also good. Nice. Awesome. And yeah. And it brings conversions, like people are contacting me on a daily basis uh, for that. So kind of when it comes to the optimization of the of the content, those specific topics are bad at perform, even though they, they might uh, give you less traffic, but are better at conver conversions than the ones of a top level, you know, topics that you can cover, right? So uh, I'm trying to as a first part in the intro section, kind of just talk a, lot, a little bit about the topic and kind of tell that book an appointment here if you're looking at it and just, just one sentence and just go through the article. Some people want to do buttons, some pop-ups. So it's kind of different ways of you yeah. can love Yeah. Uh, I want to know more about crypto link building <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I have big clients on this niche trading, yeah. investing, crypto. Yeah. And I know it's not simple. It's not like common link building even. Uh, yeah, we use white hat SEO. I don't know why people can think that it's only possible with black hat. No, white hat no. works well. Yeah, no. but I want to know your methods. <laughs> can you sure. tell how you promote crypto <laughs> websites with white hat SEO? <laughs> I thought we were talking about today about the content audit. <laughs> Yeah, we can continue after that. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, everyone knows about this. You know, link insertion, guest posting, traditional, put that aside. Big mm -hmm. thing right now is digital PR for, for a link building, right? It's the one that you earn back. How, how much should I go deeper into like explaining what it is? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. Just uh, for example, if we have website that can help 
I don't know. Uh, with blog content about crypto, about uh, trading, how to earn money with uh, by trading on this niche. So yeah, any methods how to get those back? Yeah, digital PR, the most crypto for like for those websites that is hard to get links to, right? Uh, which is I suppose the uh, adult niche, uh, the you know dating and etc um then we have crypto then we have omi uh where else finances probably the total finance healthcare and etc those are the niches that is a little bit harder to get links to casinos yeah <laughs> yeah and you mentioned that you have a pr department yeah or people who pay attention to that can you tell your methods how to do it because yeah, the last time I, I can see a lot when uh pr specialists uh, including me use pr uh, as a link building because in most cases pr it's not link building but we can get authoritative backlinks by using pr and i spoke with ferry kazoni uh he has one of the biggest agencies in uk uh, and he spoke in the conference when Google, uh, CEO of Google invited him to speak about PR, to share about this PR world. And I like his methods. Yeah, he charges a lot. I, I don't want to say how much. <laughs> yeah, but I like his methods, how he can find this topic ideas. And when you read all these press releases, uh, all of them are simple to read. Very simple to read, uh, nothing special, but it takes time to find these ideas. And I know about that. It's not like to write about common topics. Um, PR, uh, it's uh, everything trending, new, special. So tell your methods how to do it. Sure, it's tough. That's why not a lot of people like to go towards like hard part, right? Like, is it to buy links? Is it to do an outreach and such? But in PR for link building campaigns, the most uh, you know, difficult thing is the ideation, what to write about, right? There are different kind of PR. Well, if, if we kind of step back, we're not talking about PR for publicity, right? It's not that angle. It's like PR for a link building is what we are talking about. Mm -hmm. So in this case, what you do is like you need to earn those backlinks, those impossible backlinks, for example, MSN, Business Insider, um, I don't know, Vogue, L. And these are the websites that we actually got links from for our clients, right? And we're getting like on a, on a, on a, on a weekly basis, we're getting a lot of links from this type of websites to our clients. Now, uh, the way you do it is like you do the night ideation. You need to be in topic a lot, in news a lot, and kind of figure out, uh, put together the dots. And it's not one variable usually. It's not like top ten best something, right? You need to be you. You, you need to have top uh, two variables. For example, something happened which caused this something to go up and down, to increase or decrease, to I don't know multiply or something like this, right? For example, uh, for my website, we are uh, doing a, a, a campaign of like the uh, the most trending. Um, TikTok's most followed celebrities car collection by worth. Kind of, you need to think about that. Mm -hmm. like, you need to yeah. think about that. It's like uh, a lot of people that are thinking, brainstorming, putting together ideas and etc. And kind of, you already have gut feeling at what story you will, it, it will pick up and what story it will not, as we have so much experience doing that, right? So, um, uh, so yeah, it's just like ideation and then, you know, we process the data and so on and so forth. And then the outcome, uh, is just like a nice press release, pitching out to journalists uh, and then getting those cool placements. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Valuable. Maria, let's get back to the main topic. I usually change direction because uh, to have this logical chain and it helps to retain the audience until the end. Uh, that is why if you uh, ask something that my audience is interested, I usually <laughs> keep doing. And yeah, we, some uh, podcast episodes we change completely, <laughs> but uh, we got We great. can talk more about it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, let's get back to uh, blog uh, content. Um, you know, uh, for example, uh, I mentioned a few times uh, th that I started my digital in 2000. 
eight, and um, uh, we had this uh, team of writers who wrote about anything. Uh, and today I uh, search for experts who know yeah. the topic. If you ask me to write about how to learn French, how to play guitar, I can't. I can't because I don't know these topics. Even if I use Chat GPT, I can't. I tried because my brothers asked me, please help to create content about accounting. I, I tried to play with Chat GPT, but I'm not sure that was something yeah. special, just generic content. But if you ask me about SEO, marketing, PR, I can because I uh, learn a lot about these topics. Uh, and um, for our crypto websites, trading, I cooperate with experts who can write for Forbes, Bloomberg, yes. Investopedia, great uh, websites. They charge a lot, but they can create quality content. Tell your methods how to find writers today. It's not like many years ago, you know, just uh, have a team of writers, give them the task, keywords, uh, please submit a lot of keywords. You know, to, we need well, a great no, content. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, it's not it's not the way to go about that anymore like that. So um pretty simple in fact you just drop your topic find the top two three best ranking articles and reach out to their authors yeah this is way to find them um you know probably yeah because how else you will find these writers um unless you kind of see their work or in, in prior right uh, do you outsource them or uh, have in your team yeah, yeah. no 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 we outsource we don't do mm -hmm. any content writing ourselves we Come up with a content plan. We uh, we, we we tell we write detailed briefs to the writers, not auto-generated uh, uh, briefs, so it's like manually normally written briefs. Uh, uh, and then we just find a writer that is topic that is expert in the topic, and then just give them to write that. Yes, sometimes it's um, it, it's hard to to find them. Most of the times they will charge, but quite a lot and. But you know, still, it's needed. And also, like this EAT compliance, so yeah. already the authority of the writers, entities, and so on and so forth. This is another topic of discussion that probably we can talk hours about. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lily Ray uh, wrote me a checklist uh, plus fifty points for my SEO course <laughs> about EAT. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It takes time, you know, to read all this list many times to understand. <laughs> everything but probably you can't know everything but you <laughs> you need to find it's exactly. not simple <laughs> and uh, uh, maria let's talk about ai uh, for example uh, even the greatest writers use ai and i know about that uh, after chat gpt uh, i found that uh, many writers who can write for bloomberg forbes all of them use ai uh, ChatGPT uh, in my case, and um, we spend so much time to discuss about that. Please don't do it. Uh, we can't deny this tool exists, but uh, we need to get quality in the end. Uh, so uh, and um, uh, they can use AI. I tell them, yeah, you can use, but we need something special, unique. Use AI in the smart way. Can you tell how to do it? How to create great content with AI? Uh, I mean, like high quality content. Yeah. So as soon as you research the topic and you know what you're writing about, then the AI can be handy tool to assist you writing, to answer some questions, to give you some angles that you might have not thought about before. So this is the way that I encourage our writers to use the AI rather than just so, because when you read the AI content yourself without AI detection, so you can tell it's AI. Based, yeah. generic, and et cetera, and et cetera. Like, say, go read some of my articles. Like recently I have done an article on, on Mongols. Uh, so when you read on it, it's like visible that someone has has an experience from the first hand experience is telling something, right? Um, so it's definitely you can kind of spot the AI, but when the AI comes to support and it happened a lot, for example, for my uh, affiliate blog that happened a lot. We have a very great writer that 
he himself refuses to write through AI, but sometimes he's still like they the AI gave me an angle that I couldn't even think that people would have this question, this uh, something, right? So kind of exclusively for all of our writers, the AI is kind of a big no, but they can use the AI to help them assist that. The AI detection tool is like such a controversial way of checking whether the content is written through AI or not, because one, like a 100% original content that I know it's like literally written, uh, handwritten. So it's, it's, it tells like 50% AI, but it's not. And then the AI content, most of the time, it, it tells like it's original. So I wouldn't, Personally, myself, I'm not trusting that much AI detector tools, but when you read through the content, you obviously see whether it's like a, comes from an experience, whether it's the effort has been put into that content or not. Yeah, by the way, about these AI detectors, uh, are only beginners, uh, I mean like writers who have no experience with writing, don't know how to cheat AI detectors. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so, all yes. writers who have uh, even like medium experience can cheat this AI detector because just to change the prompt. And I played myself with AI detectors. It's not that I want to cheat. Uh, my main goal was to control writers who can write for me. And uh, um, when I shared with them, oh, you know, it's like uh, AI writing. And uh, um, by the way, it's interesting because great writers can use AI to uh, to create all this content. Uh, and uh, uh, as you mentioned, uh, if you have experience, you can understand it's AI written or not, but it's not hard to cheat this system. It's not hard. It's very simple. You can use a few prompts to change uh, the text. I mean, like to edit content for, I don't know, in conversational tone, it's enough. No, yeah, and uh, it's not hard. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's better to cooperate with people uh, if you trust them. You know, yeah, it's important to have this trust. It's important to uh, to read content. You you can have internal feeling because uh, many marketers have intuition. You know, uh, when you have extended experience, or if you play a lot with AI, you can understand, as you mentioned. Yeah. You can yeah. feel it. It's AI written or not. And uh, I'm not against AI. We got great mentions on Business Insider, uh, CNN, because of editing on ChatGPT. Yeah. So ChatGPT is a great tool. It's awesome tool. But yeah. you need to use it smart. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. Maria, I want to ask about your experience. Uh, I think, you know, I have some audience who uh, are looking for ways how to grow, how to go ahead, how to become uh, founders of their agencies. I have clients uh, who don't know anything about SEO, but want to get the basic. Uh, and uh, what I found, I usually get high results with clients who understand what we do. Uh, if clients understand why it's important to create high quality content, why we need to think more about sales than getting more traffic. We can cooperate together. We can uh, understand each other. But if they don't, usually tell them, take my course, learn from Lily Ray, Jeff Coyle, Mike Phillips, go to YouTube, go to Google, find other experts, find your loving format, format but learn, get the basic. Yes. I want to ask you, if you started today from scratch, without any experience, knowledge, skills. It's your first day in ACO. You have no agency, you have no employees, uh, but you wanna learn how it works. What will you do today if you started from scratch? I'll just go to YouTube and search what is SEO. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a visual learner. <laughs> That's so much information so many people sharing so many great experts in the niche that you can learn from linkedin is a great place and it's an amazing place where like really experienced people um are are talking about actual cases that you can learn from but i think it's like more of an for for advances like every day i learn something new from someone that has posted something like unique a case study or something like this uh but in my opinion when you start with seo you just like 
all the material is for free there for you, right? At least to get the basic, even the advanced stuff, it's, it's free. It's just like you, you just need to have the willingness to learn and to go that extra mile, um, um, yeah, to, to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, and I have two questions left. Uh, one question I want to ask uh, because you mentioned that you have creative people in your team and usually divide creative people, less creative people. I don't want to tell non-creative, less creative. Okay. But, uh, you know, um, I remember one interesting story. Uh, let me share a short story. Um, uh, Lloyd Richards published a book uh, 11 years ago and he spent 14 years to write a single book. 14 years, more than a decade. For me, it's hard to imagine how to write a book 14 years. But he wrote this book, then uh, published, and just random sales, nothing special. Uh, then his daughter posted content on TikTok from account with zero followers, and this video became viral. Today, this, bo this book is bestseller on Amazon. So one creative video beats a lot of marketing and sales channels. Uh, of course, everyone wants to become viral. Yeah, and um, I watched this video. I, I want to know how to get 15 million views, you know. Uh, uh, and it's not nice looking design. Nothing special, but that was creative. Uh, and this video provokes curiosity. Uh, why uh, you need to read this book? You know, and uh, I spoke with uh, Jim Edwards. Uh, he worked in Business Insider 10 years. He started on this company from scratch. Then the company was sold for $500 million. And he told me that success of Business Insider depends on creating non-boring content. Uh, it's important to be creative. You mentioned about creativity in your team. Can you tell how to become creative today when we have so much content, two billion websites, a lot of information, but how to stand out from the rest in this competition? Well, my method of it, when it comes to the content, right? If we're talking about uh, the creativity in SEO content perspective, it's write the content as if you are speaking and teaching someone live, like we're talking right now together. Be visual, like use different kind of images to pinpoint, different kind of videos, short GIFs, something like this to be uh, to be educating and being like very uh, easy to follow, easy to leave. Uh, uh, yeah. So basically, uh, yeah, when it comes to the SEO content, it's just like creativity stands alone. It's like how to break down the complex topics into like easier parts, easy for people to comprehend and read through, which obviously increases the scrolls, increases the... Uh, uh, um, conversions and so on and so forth yeah uh, and w one more secret from you i think uh, to have these great people in your team <laughs> you know when you cooperate with the best you can become the best as well <laughs> exactly yeah. well, also, uh, well basically automation when we're kind of talking about automation as a um, future right of everything um also Something that popped to my mind based on your like previous questions of what is um, uh, what makes my company successful, kind of uh, what 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 helps me to handle 200 clients. Obviously, it's not only these organizations and etc., but by creating internal tools to manage the processes. Right? For example, link building. We have created uh, and we're about to launch. Uh, a link building automation tool where instead of manually prospecting one by one each of the um, and, and vetting for guest post outreach for uh, I don't know link insertion outreach and so on and so forth that the, the tool itself crawls all of this uh, uh, through all of these pages. It works with NLP, identifies the context of these pages, and uh, creates a semantic relevancy to the keywords that you are trying to rank 
finds you all the email addresses and from 10,000 lists, it gives you the shortlisted 100 list or 200 list that are the most relevant blogs with a high probability to accept guest posts and link insertions relevant for a search and keyword. You've got the emails, you, uh, you know, automate your outreach with AI as well. And then you go kind of, that's, that's that. In the automation is also a very big part kind of in every business when it comes to like cutting costs, when it comes to optimizing whatever you are doing uh, right now. Prospecting itself, it takes hundreds amounts of manual hours uh, in that sense, right? We have, we probably uh, created a new job uh, which is like link prospectors, kind of finding all of these prospects, filtering out lists and finding a list for us to outreach for guest posting and link insertions. Kind of 10 hours of work right now, we are managing with like 10 minutes of, uh, you know, scraping, right? It, it just scrolls all the pages, shortlists you, takes out of all the PBNs out of that, takes out all this 404s, black, bad, bad content and uh, brokens and so on and so forth and just like gives you a good list. This is also a way that we manage to manage 200 clients. <laughs> when it's ready. <laughs> it's going to be ready in a month. I need this tool, Maria. Send me when it's ready, please give everyone, me this tool. Everyone kind of who I talk is very impatient to get this tool. But it's yeah. pretty yeah, We are using this internally already for like six months as we were developing this in the past 12 months. And um, we have cut probably like 70% of, uh, of costs associated with like prospecting the speed. Mm -hmm. The quantity of outreach is much uh, speedier. Personalization is so, yeah. Yeah, we'll awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. I need this tool. I think everyone needs such tool because link building is hard and it's, it's hard, hard to get results. But uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it takes time to collect data, to research, to analyze, to uh, find great perspectives to find their MS. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's so hard, but yeah, if you have this tool, yeah, it will be better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Marie, my, I have my final question about the future, uh, of SEO. I want to ask you, take your crystal ball and let us know what kind of future will be because Google is decreasing the number of clicks. Yes. Uh, yeah, we know about that. And, uh, we have AI. We have uh, chatbots. Apple is going to launch augmented reality, uh, this headset. Um, I, I don't see a big difference. For example, if I have my iPhone like this, it's the same like if you have this Hamlet. But anyway. It just adds a headache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More close to the eyes. Uh, anyway, so uh, I think in marketing, it's important to adapt, to adapt, to change, yes. to go ahead. So. Let us know what kind of future will be in your uh, vision and how we can adapt to this possible future. In my opinion, um, in the near or further future, the short videos are going to be uh, a big thing. Short mm -hmm. videos and uh, firsthand experiences. Uh, even like, in my opinion, the affiliate websites that are covering top tens of supplements and etc. are gonna be switched to like experiences of influencers. Person as its own with its trustability, with its experience is going to be prioritized much more. Um, uh, when, like, and the start of it is this EAT and, you know, authors and etc. as people. So in my opinion, person itself, um, kind of sometimes I'm even thinking maybe later on, even Google might be giving more credit or equally credit to who has written the content, who, it is, who, who does it come from, as much as to the links as well. Because what are links? Links are kind of just adding the authority or proving or sending signals. In here, you have already an author with its entity created in web around some kind of a subject. And it, when it comes to from, from someone, you kind of trust 
much more that he's an expert in that field, right? So in my opinion, the people are going to be much more valuable later on with their experiences, which can make a really good tool. It gave me a good idea about uh, my, my next tool. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and short videos, in my opinion, coming from firsthand experience. Um, right now, even in the SERP, you can see like short videos are popping much more than it was doing before. Um, so yeah. Yeah, you, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I removed my TikTok for a while because TikTok, I don't know how, but TikTok learned my mind. And uh, this social media can list videos that I can't stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watch all without stop, uh, like two hours. Um, I usually do it uh, in the bathroom. But when I get back, I keep watching, watching, watching. <laughs> and I uh, I found only way, one way how to fight with TikTok to remove this app for a while, you know. <laughs> so, I have yeah. this timeout thing. I have set up tracker for all of my apps. So when the time is up, it kind of closes. So I have like in almost every app that I'm using daily, it's kind of after 10 or 15 minutes, it goes. Sometimes I'm talking to my parents that are in the US. And then if we're in the middle of the call, the call ends. <laughs> it's like time out for it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I can break my phone after that. <laughs> yeah, Maria, it's a big pleasure to get in my show. I love your energy. I love all your skills. It's so valuable. And I'm waiting for your tool. Uh, Khalid mentioned that he is waiting for this tool as well. So oh, I'm not, okay. yeah, well, uh, I think when we will submit this audio podcast, more people will wait for this tool. Uh, tell the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you, where to get information about this tool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I will be posting, well, um, I, will, I will be posting that on my LinkedIn channel. And then I will I'll let you know, guys, Anatoly, if you would like to share as well sometimes. Yeah, of course I will. <laughs> so uh, you will hear about it. As soon as it comes, I'm, I'm, I promise you will all hear about it. And uh, to follow me, I'm very active on Instagram. Uh, sorry, LinkedIn. I'm very active mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Uh, so you can follow me at LinkedIn and lupexdigital.com. It's my website where you can get you know acquainted to all of our services. And uh, and yeah, pretty much this is that. Nice, nice, well, guys. Can... Like LinkedIn and website. So. <laughs> awesome, awesome, guys. I'll submit to LinkedIn account, website in the description below to this podcast. Listen us on Apple, Google, Google, Spotify. Uh, thanks again, Maria. A big pleasure. Welcome back anytime. I love this experience. So fun, so valuable. Uh, I'm waiting for this tool as my audience can wait for this tool. And thanks guys a lot for listening and watching us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.